morning. Hope y'all are having a wonderful weekend, and I am glad that each and every one of you has chosen to come and join us together in worship of our Lord. If you are a first-time guest with us this morning, we want to give you a special welcome. In the seat back in front of you, you'll see a connection card. And I don't have one up here with me, but on that connection card, you'll see a place that has your name, your address, and your phone number, a couple other basic information items. Do us a favor, if you would, fill that connection card out. We want to get to know you a little bit better so you can get to know us a little bit better. And turn it into the uh, lobby, and we would like to give you a special gift on behalf of our pastor and our church family. And small groups is also off to an awesome start. It's about the fourth or fifth week we've been doing small group this year. And it's a wonderful time to connect with people in the similar life stage, share a good lesson that's tailored to your specific life need. Our, our teen small group um, meets on Sunday mornings at 9.30. And for example, if I were to give a message to specifically the teens, it wouldn't be as applicable to a, a married couple, right? It's different uh, messages tailored for different um, life groups. And I'm thankful that after or um, as well as small groups, we have church. And ultimately, the Word of God it can address every need, and it does, and I'm thankful for that. But small groups is a wonderful time to get to know people and, and just for a good time of connection. Tonight, we'll be having a special service. Our teenagers just got back from Colorado Teen Extreme, and we had a wonderful time. At one point, we had 30 teens with us. We didn't lose any, but some, some of the teens joined us um, when we were up there. So we had 30 teens. It was a great number, great turnout. Great preaching and decisions. We will be showing the slideshow of the activities, the basketball tournament tonight, as well as having a team testimony service. So you won't want to miss that. I'm thankful that the church family really got involved in the fundraisers, the Krispy Kreme and the chili. And so you get to see how the work of your labors paid off by the testimony service as well as the slideshow. So that's tonight at 6 p.m. Carol Anderson passed away this past week, so please be in prayer for her and her family. The funeral service will be at the church this or next Saturday at 11 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m.? 10 a.m. on the 11th. So next Saturday, the 11th, at 10 a.m. right in this building. So be in prayer for that. Well, I'm excited that we have the opportunity to gather and worship. Brother Eric, come and lead us in our next song. All right, the Bible says in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 22, it says, Wherefore thou art great, O Lord God, for there is none like thee, neither is there any God beside thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. We're going to stand and sing how great is our God.
As the ushers prepare for the offering, I'll remind you that our church is on a missions trip right now. Pastor Bruce and a crew of our church family has le left yesterday morning and they flew to L.A. And right now I believe they're in Paris. And after Paris, they're going to fly to Gambia and spend about nine or ten days on the mission field of Gambia. And so we created some prayer cards as a reminder for you to pray for them. So grab one on your way out and make sure you pray for them. And as our ushers come forward at this time, I'll also take mention of Grief Share. Our Grief Share classes begin tomorrow at 6 p.m. So if you would like to get enrolled in the class or you know someone who would like to get enrolled, there's these pamphlets um, on the back table. That back table is packed. Have you noticed that? There are so many things on that back table, but we find room. So look for the orange pamphlet, the Grief Share pam pamphlet, for information about that. Let's pray for the offering at this time. Lord, thank you for this day. And thank you for being such a great and awesome God that we just sang about. I pray that you would now bless this offering time. Be with the gift and the giver. Allow the funds that are given to be used for the furtherance of your word and for the furtherance of our ministry. I pray specifically for the missions, the missions team that's traveling to Gambia. Give them a special hedge of protection physically and spiritually. Pray that there's no sicknesses or any, any distractions like that that would distract from why they're there. Help the Jenkins family to um, continue their work in Gambia. And I pray that we would just be a blessing to them. Be with the funeral this next Saturday. I pray for Miss Carol Anderson's family. Those who are involved in grief share, I pray that you would be with them. And Lord, I pray for Brother Ed as he comes and gives the message in a couple minutes. I pray that you would use him in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.
great is thy faithfulness. We're going to all stand together and sing that. Aren't you glad it's not our faithfulness, but it's his faithfulness?
Church family, Pastor Bruce here, and sure miss seeing everyone today. We are right now on our way to the Gambia, West Africa, and so excited about what God has in store for us for this missions trip this week. And I'm thankful while I'm away that we can have such a trusted man like Ed Vicente come and minister to our church. Brother Vicente is the associate pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Aztec, New Mexico. And he's been my friend and the friend of our church for so many years. We appreciate his faithful example and testimony. And I'm thankful that while I'm away, we can have such a trusted preacher come and minister to our church family in the Word of God. And so I encourage you to get out your Bible and get ready for what God has in store for us. And to Brother Vicente, we say we love you, and I'm thankful you're there ministering to our church today. And so let's get ready to hear God's Word at this time. Uh, there's a saying that goes, two's company, three's a crowd. You've heard that. Amen. 
Um, it takes two to tango. I don't ever tangled, so I don't know. But, um, uh, you know, you've heard the saying, kill two birds with one stone. And, and there's a lot of things, that, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of word, uh, phrases that we use that have two. And two was a figure uh, that Jesus Christ himself used frequently in the days of his earthly ministry. And look here in Matthew chapter 25. And look at verse number uh, 31 with me. Verse number 31. Matthew 25, 31, the Bible says this. When the Son of Man uh, shall come in His glory, and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory. And before Him shall be gathered all nations, and He shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall, sweep, and he shall set the sheep on His right hand, and the goats on His left. Amen. And so... Right there, he's separating two different things, amen? The sheep and the goats, amen? Uh, here in this context, if you guys, for all the young people in here, goats is bad in this context, okay? <laughs> the young people, when we talk about, oh, he's the goat, right? Think about all these uh, uh, celebrities and all these athletes and things like that, Tom Brady and Michael Jordan and all these guys, are, they're the goats, amen? And, and uh it stands for greatest of all times for all you older folks that don't know that, but um, that's that's what they say. But right now, what he's talking about is there's there's goats and there's sheep. Now the sheep are the ones that follow the shepherd. Amen. The goats are not, and he's separating them there. So what what we're learning here in the scripture, and we'll, we'll pray here in a second. But I just want you to understand what we're learning here is that there's two kinds of people in the world today. They're either sheep or there's goats. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for this beautiful day you've given us to serve you. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity again to be up here behind this holy desk, Lord, to bring the gospel and bring the word of God to these fine folks today. Lord, I pray for each and every person in here. We would open our hearts to what you would have for us today, God. Lord, if there's someone in here today that isn't sure of their destination, they don't know if they die today, if they go to heaven, Lord, I pray today would be the day they make that decision for sure. Lord, for those someone in here who's struggling today, who knows you as Savior, but Lord, has just been beat up by Satan and, and uh, it's been a struggle in their life. Lord, I pray they're encouraged today. Lord, I pray you be, bless us now, Lord, and meet with us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So Jesus speaking here, two kinds of people, sheep or goats. He was describing the day of judgment. That's what he's doing here. He's describing the day of judgment and likening it to the great separation. The sheep are on his right hand and the goats on his left. And he, so, you know, he's speaking of those who are saved and those who are lost. Those who know Christ as their Savior and remember a time when they bowed their head and repented of their sins and asked Christ to come into their heart and be their Savior. And those who never did any such thing or maybe said a prayer but didn't mean it in their heart. And they're still lost. Put this picture in a modern form. Let's say this. We have a huge crowd in a football stadium. Amen? We can all picture that. Amen? And suddenly there's a great division into and uh, supporters of each team. Amen? Uh, well, actually, I say not into supporters of each team. Uh, not, not even into families. Not even into nationalities. But let's say we take this full football stadium and divide it into Christian and non-Christian. Think about how many people are in that stadium at that moment. And how many are going to be on one side and how many are going to be on the other? I venture to say, when you think about it in our society today, that the Christian side is going to be smaller than the non-Christian side. 
We're actually divided right now in our nation in a lot of ways, but in our society as a whole, for the whole world, we're divided by Calvary. Amen? See, either there are people who have responded to the love of God, and the man who died on the cross for us, or you've rejected him, and you don't need him. There's, think about those two thieves on the cross where Jesus was crucified. We know that there was a thief on, the, on both sides of him, right? And the Bible says that one responded to him, and one reviled him, and only one went to heaven with him. We're seeing this all through scriptures. The division between the saved and the lost. The division between those who follow God and those who reject God. Those who want to know more about the Lord and grow in Him and those who have nothing to do with it and say, it's my life, I can do what I want. We have people like that everywhere. Maybe people in this room this morning that are thinking that same thing. Let me encourage you today. Choose the right side. <laughs> Amen. Jesus Christ came down on the earth and gave His life on a cross for us so that we could have eternal life. He did that so that we could be like sheep and follow Him because He is the great shepherd. Amen? And we're supposed to follow Him. The Bible says, uh, He tells us, He says, My sheep hear my voice. Amen? You know that that's what we're supposed to do is follow God and listen to His voice. Uh, there was a story about um, uh, the, uh, uh, a trip that was like, like pastors taken. There was a mission trip. There's a story of a of a friend of mine, a pastor friend, who took a group and they went to they went to uh, the, into the, to the the Holy Land. Amen. They had a tour of the Holy Land in Israel, and, and he he came back and he shared the story, and he said that it was amazing that uh, they were as they were walking, going along, and, and riding in, in the bus going to their destinations. They see these rolling hills out there in Israel, and there's still people out there herding sheep. And there's droves of sheep everywhere. And, 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 and he asked the guy, he said, hey, he said, uh, uh, I see that they're still, he said, yeah, he said, uh, the, the, all those, those guys, they, there's three or four different herds of sheep out there. And they're all in the same field. They're all uh, uh, eating together. And, and, and as they were going, he's looking at it. He says, he says, so is it true that the sheep only hear their shepherd's voice? He said, oh, yes. He said, there's three shepherds out there. You'll see them. And they'll, they'll go off to the side. One of them will walk over to the side. And he'll, he'll start making sounds. And he'll call his sheep. And only his sheep out of that big group will wander towards him. And then he'll walk away. And they'll follow him. And that's the way it's supposed to do. And so he was amazed to see that. He's like, wow. He says, and the, the guide said, yes, the sheep always follow their shepherd. They always follow their shepherd. And they're going along there. And they come along. And... They see another guy that's out there, and he's, he sees a, 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 this, this group, a group of sheep that were, a herd of sheep that were coming along, and this guy's out there with a whip, and he's cracking it, and he's yelling, ha! And he's, and he's getting these sheep, and he's, he's crawling them, and, and uh, the, the shepherd, the, the tour guide uh, said, well, he says, I'm sorry, they asked of the tour guide, he said, what about that guy? I thought you said that the sheep always just led the sheep. Uh, the shepherd always led the sheep, and they followed him. And what's that guy doing? He's he's not he's not leading them. He's driving them. What in the world? And the guy said, "Well, here's the thing. So that's not a shepherd. That's a butcher. His job is to go and kill the sheep. He's driving them to their death. You know who Satan is today? He's the butcher." And if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior today, He's driving you to your death. 
He's making you go that way. Jesus says, follow the shepherd. There's two kinds of people, shepherd or goats. Speaking of that number two, there's two fathers that we have today. Look with me and over in John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Sometimes you'll hear people, or preachers uh, even, that will talk about the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. I've heard that a few times in my life. God is the creator of all men. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. And, uh, however, he is not the father of all. Jesus said here in John chapter 8, in verse number 42. John chapter 8, verse number 42. Through verse 44, look what the Bible says. Verse 42, it says, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came out of myself, but he sent me. Amen. He says, if God were your father, you would love me. But I want you to look down at verse number 44. If God's not your father, he says, you know, he says verse 44, ye are of your father, the devil. And the lust of your father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh it of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. Amen. Jesus says, if, you were, if, you, if God were your father, you would love me, but ye are of your father, the devil. Anyone who's never accepted Christ their Savior, not trying to be mean or anything, but this is what the Bible says. Your father is a devil. God wants to be your father. God becomes our father only when we believe on his son and, and, and the sacrifice he gave for us on that cross. And we repent and we ask God to forgive us of our sins and get saved. Amen. Ask Him to be your Lord and personal Savior. When we do that, we become one of His adopted sons and daughters. And, and until that moment of belief and, and we turn to God, following our sincere repentance of our sins, until we turn to God and ask for forgiveness and ask Him to be our Savior, the devil is still our father. He's still your father. Remember, Jesus says, no man, over there in John 14, Jesus said, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. The only way you're going to get to heaven is through Jesus. The only way you're going to have a blessed life is through Jesus. I have been a youth pastor for 20 plus years. Brother Reese is starting out. He's young and doing a good job, brother. Amen. I listen to your preaching and everything, and he's, he's doing a good job. Guys, you guys got a good one here. I'm excited. I'm about to transition out of a youth ministry, but I've been doing it for 20 plus years, and I've seen many kids come through my group over all those years. A lot of young people come through there. And I see a lot of them make the wrong decisions. And I see a lot of them go the wrong way. And I see, but you always have some that make the right decisions and go the right, the, the right way and end up serving God or end up, you know, at least not getting in trouble and, and staying faithful in church. That's always a blessing to at least see that. Amen. So we're going along and, and see that. But um, uh, the thing is, is that the young people today, they, they, don't, they don't think about um, uh or they don't think, how do I look at that? Teleologically, there's a big word for you. <laughs> they don't think teleologically. You know what that means? They don't think 
forward. They're not forward thinkers. I was just talking three days ago to a 16-year-old girl. She was complaining about her history class. Like, history is so boring, so stupid. I don't even know why I need it. And I was like, I was talking to her, and I said, well, you, well, you know, it, it's good to know these things. I don't need to know all that stuff. I'm just thinking about right now. Just by that simple statement of what she said is, that's our society today, young people. They're not thinking about what's going on. Uh, they don't think about the past. They're not actually thinking about the future. They're thinking about right now. <laughs> and that's it. There's nothing else, forward or backwards. They don't think about it at all. Thing is, though, I told her, I said, well, you know, I said, the more you know, the, the, the better you are equipped for the future. You know the old saying, that those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Amen? And so I said, you need to, you need to learn that stuff. I said, yeah, I know history is a dreadful subject. I mean, I, I like history personally, but it was, it was a tough class to learn, but I, I like learning it. Amen? And uh, there's always stuff that you can grab onto the things that are, that are cool in history. But what I really like is when I read about biblical history. And the things that have happened in the Bible. And, and uh, man, I, I really like that. Like my friend that went to the Holy Land. I'd really love to take a trip there one of these days. To go and visit the area and see the places that, uh, that all this was, uh, um, had happened at. Amen. Um, I heard a preacher just recently. Well, it was Pastor Chapel, actually, when we were at the, the funeral a couple weeks ago for Brother Steve. Um, he was saying uh, that the area over there is, is actually not a very big area. That all this stuff happened. <laughs> it's right in a, in, a, in a kind of a central area. Love to go visit that. Just to know the history, amen? What we need to understand is that no matter whether, whether you're thinking in the past or you're thinking forward, I want you to understand, no man comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. There's no other, you can't go through history and find some other way to do it. You can't think there's going to be a new way in the future. There's only one way, and that's Jesus Christ. That's the only way that you're going to find Him. When one of the disciples asked Him, show us the Father, Jesus responded in, in, in John chapter 4. You're in John chapter 14. Let's look there real quick. John chapter, you're in John. Go over to chapter 14. Remember Jesus is here with the disciples. In verse number 14. Um, chapter 14, I'm sorry. Look at there at verse number 8. Philip. Here's old Philip. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. <laughs> Look what Jesus said. Jesus saith unto him, verse number 9, Have I been so long time with you, and yet thou hast not known me? Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? He said, you're not getting it, Philip. That's me. I'm God. I've been all this time with you, and you're, and you're still looking for me? You're still looking for me? I, I, I've talked to people in, in churches today, and, I, and, I, and in, in, in different times, and, I, and I've, I've heard this phrase, well, I believe God, I just don't know God. Okay, this is true. There's people that are out there that I was like, I know there's a God, I'm just not sure if I believe in it. What? How does that work? Amen. I talked to one girl that said, "Well, I believe there's, I believe there's a God. I just don't believe anything. That, uh, I don't believe the Bible." Talked to a girl like that earlier really, one day. She was like, she came to our church, and, and her friend brought her with her because her friend had just recently gotten saved at our church, and she brought a friend. And we are having a dinner afterwards. And we had the service and everything. We had a great service, and we're having dinner afterwards. And we're walking over to the dinner. I was walking with those two girls, and 
she says, my friend doesn't believe the Bible. And I looked at her, she goes, she goes, well, you know, she kind of got put on the spot right there. And I said, really? I said, what do you, what, what do you, what do you mean? And she said, well, you know, I believe God. I believe there's a God, and I, I believe, you know, that, that God exists. I'm like, okay. She says, I just, don't, I just don't believe the Bible. I think it's just a book written by a bunch of old men. And I don't think it's actually uh, uh, helpful. And I stopped and I said, can I tell you this? You realize we wouldn't know anything about God without the Bible, His attributes, what He has for us, what He's done for us. We wouldn't know anything without the Bible. She's like, huh. <laughs> she had thought about that. But it's true. We have the Word of God. You can't go through life. It is by the belief in the Son, it's only by belief in the Son that you're going to know the Father. So Philip is asking, how can I know the Father? And Jesus is like, you already know the Father. You know me. So today, if you're, you want to know who Father God is, know Jesus. Ask Him to come to your heart and be your Savior. Amen. There's two fathers. There's two kinds of people, sheep and goats. There's two fathers. You're of the Father God, or you're of the Father, your Father is the devil. Which father? Speaking of number two, let's go on. Look with me in Matthew chapter 7. Alright, we're jumping around scriptures today because I love the Bible. The Bible's awesome. And I love to hear pages turning. Amen? Pages turning. It's a blessing to me. Amen? Come to a church and preach and you hear those pages turning. I was at a church though recently I was preaching at and uh, I said, turn to this and this is all you hear. Listen real closely. <laughs> that's all you heard. That's, and sadly, that kind of, that's kind of the way we're headed, actually. But, but I like it. People still bring your Bible to church, amen? Still flipping through the pages. That's a blessing. Matthew chapter number 7. Look at verse number 13. Many of you know these scriptures. Matthew 7, 13. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. We have two people, we have two fathers, now we have two roads. Two roads which you want to take. Which are you on? Remember I talked about that stadium, if we divided it between Christians and non-Christians, I believe there would be a smaller group for the Christian people. There's going to be, the Bible says right here, few there be that find the narrow way. There's only two roads to choose from in this life. One leads to that further blessed life of God, praise God, the eternal life of God in heaven, and there's that one that leads to death. Which one do you want to take? A spiritual death is what I'm talking about. Torment in hell forever. This is the true, uh, this is, you know, life is, God, death is true of life in general. Amen? We're going to have death. Everybody knows that. We face that. We face, you face that in, our, in your church. We face it in our church. I was at Brother Steve's funeral uh, last week and, and uh, you know, glad to be there. And uh, great, it was a great service and, and uh, a tribute to him and the video and all that. I was just really enjoyed. It was just good. It was a good to know, uh, and to see his testimony among the community and to, and to also know that one day I'm going to be with him in heaven. Some of you know this. Some of you in here know this. December 21st, a month ago, a couple months ago, not six weeks ago, four days before Christmas, my mom passed away. I was in the hospital with her, 
She was in ICU for several days, and they let the family come in as we knew that she wasn't going to make it. And, and uh, I held her hand. I, I sat inside the bed. I held her hand, held my mom's hand. As the nurse came in, and he gave her some, some painkiller so she wouldn't feel anything, and they turned off the machines. And we waited. And she took her last breath at exactly 10 o'clock, December 21st. You know the number 10 is a number of completion? Did you know that? When I found that out, I was like, wow. My mom raised me, dragged me to church when I was little, made me put on a shirt and tie, which I like doing now, amen? Back then, I didn't. Yeah, you, got, you parents know it. Kids don't like it. I love it. She was a good Christian woman. I don't miss her. And as I sat there and I held her hand and I... Saw her take her last breath. And I knew that she, in that instant, was with her father in heaven. You know why? Because she was saved. She knew her father. And she had taken that narrow road. And one of these days, I get to see her again. Praise God. I have My dad is there. My former pastor in, in Aztec, uh, Pastor Quinn. He had cancer. He passed away about four years ago. And, and uh, five years ago now. And um, so uh, I'm going to get to see him again. And, and a lot of people that we know. Amen. Death comes to everybody. The question is, do you know where you're going when you die? We can take the easy road if we want to. Young people like to take the easy road, getting low grades and just doing the bare minimum to get it done. Or, and, uh, you know, that, that was kind of me for a little while. Or you can turn around and be a diligent student and you can be the best at your job and you can be the best employee that they have. You can do these things aiming for the highest that we can. You can dabble in a hobby if you want, or you can really become caught up and absorbed in it and have a passion for what it is you do. We can become an average guitar player or piano player if you want, just kind of bare minimum, or you can practice and practice and practice until you're, you're very proficient at it. Amen? Genius has been defined as having the infinite capacity for taking pains. Amen? To continue to go forward, even through the setbacks and everything like that. Uh, to learn a piano, Miss Debbie's great piano player. I, I like when she plays for me when I have a chance to come and sing for you guys. And uh, she's a great accompanist. And um, I, I, I envy you guys, all right? I'm going to be transparent today. I'm going to confess to you guys that I envy your church. I'm jealous. Amen. I know the Bible says not to be jealous or envious, but we don't have a piano player at our church. Amen. We haven't had a piano player for about four years, five years now. And uh, so we play, I, got, I have uh, MP3 piano music that I play from my tablet. So I get up there and I push the tablet, and sometimes it, uh, you know, it's, it's not the same as we we're used to singing it. Sometimes when you want to slow down, you can't, because you're just on that meter, man. That's the way it goes. I, I miss having live piano, man. Would you guys pray that we find a piano player at our church? Five years without a piano player is rough. Amen? I, we need a piano player there. But anyway, I, so I love it when I come here and I hear the piano playing, I hear the instruments up there, the guitar, things like that. That's a blessing. Amen. But to be able to, to play the way she does, be able to play the guitar the way Brother John does, the way you do that is you have to practice. You don't just pick it up and start. Amen. You got to keep going. You got to be proficient at it. You got to go forward. You got to work at it. Amen. You, and so that's a blessing to be able to do that. So, so that, that was not taking the easy road. It was taking the rough road to get to where you wanted to go, amen? Anybody that's done anything worthwhile, anything that you're good at in here, it wasn't the easy road to get there. You had to work at it. 
He had to work, and it was it, he had to put in some time and effort to do these things. Amen. Now, there's the Bible says there's the narrow road, which is the harder way sometimes, a lot of the times. And there's the broad, easy way. Ah, just go the way you want, do what you want, whatever you feel is okay, man. As long as you're living, no, I, I hate this, brother Freeze, brother Freeze. As long as you're living your truth, your truth. I, I, that phrase bugs me. It just bugs me. Because there's only one truth. That's the Word of God. That's the only thing we need to be living our life by. That truth right there. Capital T. Truth. Not your truth. Your truth changes. Your truth changes from day to day. Sometimes hour to hour. Amen? How many of you in here, when you were little, you thought you wanted to be something uh, that you, it was, that was where you're going to be. You decided when you're eight years old, you're going to be a fireman. You're going to be a policeman. And right now, you're, you're an accountant. What happened? Amen? What happened on your way there? You know, you like wanted to do something. Your truth when you were little was like, this is what I'm going to do. And the, the reality of it is not, it's not what happened. Amen? When I was little, I wanted to be a fire truck. <laughs> I wasn't a smart kid. <laughs> so finally, my parents were like, uh, you can't do that. That's not a thing. I go, okay. I was, I was eight years old. When I was 12 years old. 12 years old, I, I knew what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Fighter pilot, amen? Flying, flying planes and, and bombers and stuff like that. I wanted to be a pilot for the Salvation Army. Until <laughs> I realized that that's not an actual army. I didn't know that. People didn't tell me. It took me a while to figure that out. I was like, well, maybe I could, like, you know, have a plane and, like, fly in and, and drop boxes of clothes on people or something. I don't know. The Salvation Army does that, right? I don't know. Wasn't able to do that. Your truth changes. Your truth is different. Your truth changes all the time. But if you live by this truth, it never changes. This is something you can found your entire life on. This is something that will not change. It will give you something, give you stability in your life, give you something to build off of. This is what you need to do. Follow God's truth. Forget about your truth. I saw a girl, I was in Durango one time, driving through there, and I was walking down the street, and there was this girl coming up, and and uh, the girl she was with, I knew her from some, from uh, I can't remember where, but she knew me. She goes, Ed. I said, oh, hey, you. <laughs> How do you guys do that? Hey, man, you don't know who they are. You're just like, hey, you. Good to see you. You look great. You lost gains. Of, you look great. You know, just, I like it. Amen. And the girl she was walking with was wearing one of those necklaces with this crystal. Big old, big old crystal. Big old, thick crystal. And, uh, She's like, this is my friend, but it's some weird name, like, you know, I don't mystify or something, I don't know, some, some strange name. This is my friend, and we were just in town, like, oh, okay, cool, it's good to see you guys. And I said, I, I pointed at it. I said, I like your necklace, because it was green. Green's my favorite color. Amen. Green is the best color ever. Green, color of money, amen. Color of grass and trees, amen. 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 Color of Brother Reese's teeth. It's just something that you see everywhere. You got, you got green. No, I'm just kidding. When we, I pointed at her necklace. I was like, that's not, and she clutched it. She goes, don't touch my necklace. Okay, I'm sorry. Just met this girl, I don't even know. I was like, I'm sorry. She goes, it's okay, it's just, my necklace, it, it holds me, there's something about, it holds me up, and it keeps me going, and it protects me, and it takes care of me. I'm like, okay. Okay, and her friend's like, don't you live in a van? 
I was like, I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, okay. Maybe, you know, you could like not live in a van. That would be helpful. Amen. Actually have a place. And on some people. It's, it, but that, for her, I think that was a choice. I wanted to look at her, and not to be mean or anything, but I was like, you know what? I don't think that Chris was doing much for you. I wanted to kind of tell her the truth of the Word of God. I said, you know, I wanted to, I really wanted to kind of talk to her about it. A lot of people like that, uh, are, are, that follow that mystical stuff and everything like that, they, they, they truly believe in that stuff with a passion. They truly believe that the, the crystals are going to help them and the, 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 the incense is going to help them and all these things are going to, and it protects them and it, and it guides them and all that stuff and the astrology charts and the stars and all this stuff. That is the broad way. The narrow way is to follow that truth right there. And to go the right direction, follow God. I talked to a one guy like that one day. He came up to me and says, well, I believe in astrology. I don't believe in all that. I don't believe in organized religion. You hear that all the time. I don't believe in organized religion. I don't believe in following after God or, or some God or anything like that. And, uh, and uh, I actually heard this one time. You're Baptist, aren't you, Brother Ed? I said, yeah. Or Brother Ed. He said, Ed, aren't you Baptist, Ed? Yeah. You can follow that slaughterhouse religion. You ever heard that? Anybody ever heard that? That slaughterhouse religion. You talk about blood and, and, and Jesus shedding it and all that stuff. That's just, to me, that's just gross. And I don't want to think about stuff like that. I'm like, you know, obviously you don't understand the beauty of what Jesus did on that cross when he gave his life for the entire world. Amazing. Amazing. I looked at this guy and I was like, you know, he was like one of those crystal wearing, pierced up and all this kind of stuff, tattoos, and he was following all this crazy stuff. And, and I was like, you know, Jesus loves you and he, and, and he could have... He, he could help you. I don't have anything to do with Jesus. I have everything I need. Okay. Okay. So how are you doing? Well, you know, I don't have a job. Right? I'm looking for a job. And, and okay. Where are you living? Well, I, well, I did have my own place, but I got kicked out. So now I'm just kind of on couches with my friends. I had place to place. Thinking, well, this is working out for you. You know. I'm thinking maybe, you know, if you got a stable job and Maybe a shower would help right now. I'm just saying this would be a helpful thing as I'm kind of stepping back from you. People like to follow the, the, the wide way because it's easy. It's easy. The narrow way is not. Sometimes it's tough. Few there be, the Bible says, that go in there. Few there be that find that narrow way. There's two roads. There's two kinds of people. There's two fathers. There's two roads, amen, that we can follow. And let me say this. Did you know each one of us, because of those things, have two futures? Look with me in Matthew chapter 25, back, back in Matthew chapter 25. Once more Jesus spoke of the judgment when God will say, come ye blessed, amen, enter thou into the joy of the Lord, things like that. Or he's going to say something else. Matthew chapter 24, 25, verse number 34. We just read the first few verses of this in verse 34 where he sets the sheep and the goats apart from each other. Amen. The sheep at his right hand, the goats at his left. And then look what it says in verse number 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, the sheep, amen, come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Yes, we are going to make it. Amen. 
We're going to be in heaven one day. If you're here today and you accepted Christ as your Savior, you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that right now, if you were to die, you'd go to heaven. Praise God. I can't wait to get to heaven. Amen? By the way, if you're all, if you're saved in here, when we get to heaven one of these days, you know, if the rapture happens and we're all taken up and we go to heaven at the same time, you're all invited over to my house for a barbecue. Amen? <laughs> Come over to my mansion. We'll throw some manna on the grill. We'll have a good time. Amen? It'll be a blessing to be there in heaven together. But look what he says here in, in verse number 41. Verse number 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. There's only two alternatives, folks. Either we inherit the kingdom prepared for us from the foundation of the world, just like Jesus said, being prepared for us even right now. Or we go into everlasting punishment. These alternatives were spoken of, and this is, this is some tough language, but it was spoken of by the meek and lowly Jesus. They weren't uttered, they weren't uttered by a hellfire preaching preacher banging on a pulpit and saying, do this. Jesus is just speaking to, his, to them and saying, this is what's going to happen. I will say to those who know me in verse number 34, come ye blessed of my Father and inherit the kingdom. Amen. Or I will say, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. Two futures. And you know what? It's up to you. It's up to us today to pick the future that we want for ourselves. Who, now let me ask you this, who in their right mind would pick everlasting father, a fire? I'm sorry. Who would want that to be an eternal torment over something so sublime as being in a kingdom that's been prepared for you from the foundation of the world? Why are you not saved today? Why haven't you asked Christ to be your Savior? Why would you want that? Why do you want the broad and wide way that's going to lead you straight to torment? Why are you letting that butcher, Satan, drive you straight to death? Why aren't you saying, Lord, I want to ask you to come in my heart and be my Savior today? And I want to be sure of it. And I want to make sure that when I'm, you're separating people, that I'm over here and I'm going to inherit that kingdom and I'm going to be forever with you. I want to take that narrow road. That's the road I want to be on. Two futures that we have. Because it leads to this. There's two deaths. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, many of you know this. Hebrews 9, 27 says, It is appointed unto men... Once to die. But after this, the judgment. Every person in here has an appointment with death. Everybody in here. Amen? The writer of Hebrews says that. He's referring, at that point in that verse, he's only referring to, referring to physical death that results in the soul being separated from the body because later on comes the day of judgment when Je that Jesus spoke about when the unsaved will be sentenced to the second death. Look with me in Revelation chapter number 20. We're almost done today. Revelation chapter number 20. Revelation chapter 20. Look with me in verse number 12. Revelation 20 verse 12. The Bible says this, And I saw the dead, 
that did. That's everyone that was going to be in that category one of these days. Every person in Here's what he says. I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead, that's going to be all of us one day. The Bible says this. The dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to their works. <coughs> Verse number 13, I saw the sea, and the sea, it gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell, verse 14, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Listen to this, this is the second death. Verse 15 is a sad scripture. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into that lake of fire. Two deaths. We're all going to have a physical death. Amen? If you know Christ is your Savior, that's the only death you're going to face. Physical. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, you'll face the second death. And cast in the lake of fire for eternity. We can assume that that second death is a terrible state, of, a horrible state in which there seems to be no second chance of responding. And there is no second chance of responding to the claims of Christ. So let me encourage you today, if you're here, before you leave this earthly life, before you even leave this building today, we should choose eternal life and, and, and ask Christ to come into your heart and be your Savior. And by doing so, you will escape that second death. Two. Two. There's two kinds of people. There's two fathers. Two kinds of people. Two fathers. Two roads. Two futures. And two deaths. Of those two kinds of people, let me ask you this, which one are you? Of those two fathers, which one's yours? Of those two roads, which one are you on? Of those two futures, which one is yours? And of those two deaths, will you experience only the first, which will be the gateway to eternity in heaven? Or will you reject Christ now? And face that second death of eternal torment and everlasting fire. Brother Ed, you being mean. No, I'm just giving you the Bible. It's all the Bible says. We need to be saved. We need to know where we're going. The choice is yours. If you're here today and you remember a time when you asked Christ to be your Savior, you know beyond the shadow of a doubt, you got saved. Praise God. You are on the sheep side. Amen? And I'm glad to be a sheep. There's that song. You guys remember the song? I just want to be a sheep. Everybody know that song? Ba, 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 ba. You guys remember that? We used to sing that at camp. I just want to be a sheep. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I heard somebody sing it. I want to be a sheep. You know why the Lord calls us sheep? You guys know? Who knows about sheep in here? You guys know about sheep? Sheep are one of the dumbest animals on the planet. <laughs> Stupid. Idiots. You guys know one sheep starts to wander off a cliff, the other ones will be like, okay. <laughs> they follow them right off the cliff to their deaths. They don't know. They need somebody to take care of them. 
So when you think about that, when God says, I want you to be a sheep because I am the shepherd. He, I want him to take care of me. I want him to guide me. I want him to protect me. I want him to lead me. I don't need no crystal. I don't need no astrology chart. I've got Jesus. That's all I need in my life. Are you going to be a sheep? And if you are a sheep today, praise God. How close are you? How are you serving God? Let me ask you this, Christian. If you can think about a time, right here, if everybody here that claims the name of Christ, you don't have to raise your hand or anything, but think about it. If you in here, you claim the name of Christ, you know you ask Christ as your Savior. You know so that today, if you die, you go to heaven because you're saved, praise God. But let me ask you this. Has there been a time in your life when you were closer to God than you are right now? You remember that? Because if that's true in your life, you're backslidden. You slid away from God. We need to strive to always be as close to God as possible. And if you can think about time, maybe it was after a revival. Maybe it was after a missions conference. Maybe it was after some conference, some youth conference or anything. Maybe it was after a great church service. You were close to God and you knew it. You felt it. It was great. And you're not there right now. You're backslidden. Maybe you didn't come to the altar and confess some stuff and get back to God. Make a beeline for that cross and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I, I, I got away from you. I need to get back to you. I need to get close to you. If you're here this morning, you don't know. You're not sure that if you die today, if you go to heaven. I've laid it out as simply as I can. One and two. Which one will you choose today? Every head bowed and every eye closed. morning you have the opportunity there's a lot of room up here at this altar all the way across plenty of room if you need to come and bow the knee before God, you need to get some things right in your life, you need to talk to him maybe you're here today and you, you realize that you're not on the right road, you don't have the right father, if God is not your father you are of the father, you're the devil the Bible says you say brother I don't want the devil to be my father I want to be saved. I want to have Christ as my Father. I want to be a sheep and I want to go the right direction. I want to have Him guide my life. If you're here this morning, you say, Brother Ed, I want that. I'm not sure if I've ever been saved. Not, I want to be saved today. I want to make sure I'm on the right road. I want, to be, I want to have the right future. Is there anyone in here that would just be honest this morning? Nobody looking around, eyes closed. Would you be honest and put up your hand and say, Brother Ed, would you pray for me? Because I'm not sure I'm saved. Would you pray for me, Brother Ed? I'm not sure if, I, if, I, if I'm on the right path. Is there anyone in here to be honest? Anyone around? Just put your hand up real quickly and pray for you. I'm not going to come to you, call your name or anything. I just want to pray for you. There was someone in here that would say, Brother Ed, I'm not sure right now. Anyone in here? Thank you. I see that hand. Is there anyone else? That would put their hand up and say, Brother Ed, I'm not sure. I want to make sure today. Let me ask you this, Christian. Is there a time in your life when you were closer to God than you are right now? Down here and say, Brother Ed, there has been a time when I was closer than I am right now, and, I, and to be honest, I need to get back in closer to God again. Is there anyone here who raise your hand? Brother Ed, pray for me. I need to be closer to God than I am right now. This is your opportunity to come forward. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for this day. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity of this invitation time. The invitation is given for people to come to the altar. 
to be altered in their life. Lord, today I pray that you bless each and every person that raised their hand. Those that maybe didn't raise their hand but still have to make a decision today. Lord, I pray that you make sure of that today. That they make sure of that today. Watch over us and bless this time now in Jesus' name. Amen. As the music begins, if you need to come, would you stand with your, if you're able? If you need to slip out and come down to the altar,